Hey, what you want to come here for? I've never been in this place. I come here sometimes. They give me free pizza. What's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in today. It's time for Free Pizza and Vodka Podcast, episode 16. Getting ready to kick it to you live and direct from England and Los Angeles, California. Check us out on all the places that you guys listen to your podcasts, listen to your music, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, uh, YouTube, subscribe there, v3tv.uk. You can also check us out at Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, um, all over the damn place. So thanks for listening. And um, yeah, let's just get right into it, man. Uh, we're going to have Variety D with us later, comedian uh, for the second half of the show. Got to try a couple new segments and see uh, what you guys think about that. And if uh, we... Uh, Make you happy, we'll keep them, and if you uh, don't like it, then we won't keep it. Anyway, um, joining me live, Los Angeles, the guy with the sunglasses, must be hungover, Jonas Garvin. What's up, dude? What it is, what it is. Yes, I am a little bit, I I don't feel too bad, but I, I looked at my eyes on camera, and I'm like, god damn. So I, I threw the shades on to, to have your, our, our viewers and listeners not be exposed to such trauma. I think I'm the only person that can get a hangover from going to Disneyland with children, but... Uh, <laughs> You know, um, yeah, they call it the happiest place on earth. I'm just, it's, it's like the most expensive. Everybody knows expensive, but I have not been there in forever. And we didn't even go in the park. Uh, we just met downtown Disney for some lunch. It is the most expensive place on the planet. Like the hotels and the, and I'm like, what the fuck is crazy over there at Disney? <laughs> nice. Well, you got to keep that, that, that magic kingdom running, man. That Mickey Mouse doesn't get fed, you know. Dude, oh, it's it's amazing nothing, to me that they they uh, the money we spend like at Disney because they they already have a bazillion gazillion dollars from their movies and their parks and all that stuff. So you think they might be kind of cool? Like, hey, you watch our movies, you buy our shirts, you do this, you do that. How about we reward you with with some discount price to our park? No, it's even like it's it's unreal. Like they have a monopoly on. I don't know fun. Oh, no, no one, no one's fun. gonna do that for you. You know, no one's gonna do that for you because if that was gonna be the case, we would be getting discounts from Apple. As you can see, I've got a MacBook here, another MacBook there, an iMac there. There's probably more Apple crap everywhere, but not no, one I, no, I coupon, not one coupon have no, they sent me you. to you know say thank you for your loyalty. Companies are shit like that. And, no, they some, well, um, some are, some aren't. But you know what I did hear this week because I know we're gonna be talking about Super Bowl. Did you know the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in Atlanta where the Super Bowl is going to be? They have a, a fan-friendly menu. Have you heard about this? No. What the hell is a fan-friendly menu? No, dude, I, you can look it up. Menu. It's, it's yeah, <clears throat> uh, hot hot dogs are like $3. Beers are 5 bucks. Uh Nachos are $3. Uh, pretzels, Cokes. They offer a fan-friendly menu, and they do this, I guess, every game. Like, this is when they built that stadium. This is something they implemented um, to that. You know, you're already paying a million dollars for the fucking ticket to go see an NFL game. Hmm. Uh, they do a fan-friendly menu. Look it up. And they're going to do it for the Super Bowl, too. Now, granted, it's going to cost you five Gs to walk in the fucking door to sit in the nosebleeder sections. But me, you know me, if I can break even with $5 beers, if I spend $5,000 on a ticket, I think I can drink 
a thousand beers at the Super Bowl and make it worth my while. I, I did the math on the all-inclusive down to Cancun once, and I made money on the trip. Um, <laughs> well, that's just a so, sign of a good a good a good uh, sign of a good businessman if you can make money on a trip and not. Have yeah. To, so, but no, I, I thought that was so. really cool because at the number one price gouging <laughs> event in American sports, the Super Bowl, that they're still going to keep that menu. Um, now, granted, I don't know the size of the beers. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's like a little shot, a beer, or a big little cocktail wiener, hot dog. I don't know. But I think, as far to my as to my knowledge, that's the only professional sports stadium of a major sport that does anything like that. I think it's really, really cool. And huh. I mean, that's just Southern hospitality, man. No, that's all right. So, um, yeah, speaking of Super Bowl, this is it. Today's the day. Um, we are at the Pro Bowl tonight. I still haven't seen a Pro Bowl. It's been 46 years on this uh, earth, and I have not seen the Pro Bowl. I don't even know what the score is. I don't know. It's, I don't, it's halftime. It should be a flag football game. <laughs> I don't, you don't know, know what's you don't going because on. Because why, why – it, it's not – it's fun for the – for the player and stuff like that. To me, though, it's the one sport like you go to the NBA All Star game, you go to the Major League Baseball All Star game. They're awesome because you know that it's for the fans and they're playing a game. But there's so much risk of these guys getting hurt in football that the Pro Bowl to me is kind of like um, a, a hazard. Yeah. I, I would say make it a flag football game and let just let the guys have some fun. Yeah, and I think the skills showdown is probably the most exciting part about yeah, all of it anyway. It's, it's, it's not really – It's I think it's like you said, but it's it's kind of like when you play football at home when you're like John Madden or something and you want to create this all-Madden dream team. Then you get to see yeah. like all the best players play. So, I mean, yeah. you know, flag football though is, is, you know, maybe – I don't know. I don't know. But then, you know, I don't know about flag football, but um, – I get what you're saying. There's touch. no point. There's no point, and that's why it's no interest to me to watch it because it's not really a game. It's just yeah, and it's you know, it's it's, a it's, it's just it's just it, a reward, me, just the, which is fine. Yeah, it's it's kind of almost like they should just name the Pro Bowl players and that's it. Don't even play a game. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just like okay, you're an all pro. Yeah, fair and, <laughs> But then again, it's another way for the NFL to to make some money, and I don't understand why they don't have it in Hawaii anymore. Oh, they Where don't. is it now? Do they not? No, I don't think it's in Hawaii anymore. I think it's like in Miami or Arkansas. I don't it's fucking know. But well, the, they, uh, the AFC is beating the NFC fourteen to zero with about five minutes left in the first half. Um, that's yeah, the, too. there's a bunch of Bears that went this year, which I was really uh, happy about. But uh, you know, what I mean, think about it. Say, say, okay, say Trubisky, Mitch Trubisky, the Bears quarterback. He's yeah. their franchise QB. He's a young guy. Yeah. Say he goes to this Pro Bowl. It snaps his fucking ankle. Yeah, yeah. It's it's no doubt. It's it's a potential it's hazard to to each player that plays. But um, you know, they, they it's kind of like a a mutually uh, understood hazard. You're going to the Pro Bowl. You know, you're you're you, you they they run that risk every day when they step on the field on Sundays, Thursdays, or whatever day they play Monday Night Football. Yeah, but those so, games mean something. Well, this means uh, something. It's a Pro Bowl game. Not everyone gets to go to a Pro Bowl. When I mean, it's like no, I get to, that's but, a big no, deal. I just, Give me. I don't even like basketball anymore. But I mean, I'd rather watch the NBA All Star Game mm. or the. To well, me, that's not a contact sport, so it's not gonna. You know, no, you don't lose that. as much with basketball. They want to style on each other and slam in each other's face and make them. You know, yeah, stupid, no, I get so. all that. And like, and with baseball, to me, that's one game I really enjoy. I, I don't enjoy watching all the baseball games. I like to watch the Cubs. That's it. But I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy watching the All Star Game. It's it's really cool, because. Right. I, thank you for that. But uh, <laughs> but with baseball, the cool thing about baseball um, is you don't need to to have um, uh, time to gel as a team, really. You know, you could just put nine guys out there that are all really good and they can put on a hell of a show for you. 
Yeah, because so baseball but, is not really a, a play-oriented game, though, is it? Where no. you, you have to orchestrate stuff and you um, know, people. But yeah, the Pro Bowl, I don't, I don't watch it. Um, you know. Yeah, no, just, I don't watch it either. I was actually going to watch it this year, but football fans that do. If I was going to watch it this year, actually, but because of what time it came on, I actually didn't end up watching it. So, um, anyway, so Super Bowl next week, man. Jared Goff and his LA Rams are making their way to the ATL, and they've got uh, Tom Brady, your buddy Brady, and the New England yeah, Patriots. You know what, okay, for one, uh, as you can imagine, here in Los Angeles, all of a sudden uh, we have nine million Ram fans. Like yeah. I, and the funny thing is, is like. Just last week, it's funny, you go up Runyon Canyon, for those of you who don't live in L.A., Runyon Canyon's in Hollywood. It's uh, It used to be a really good spot to go hiking, kind of quiet, but now it's just in all the tourist magazines to see celebs, whatever. So, like, two weeks ago, I'm up there hiking, and everybody's got, like, an Eagles or a Cowboys or a Packer or a Bear shirt and everything, and now everybody's got Ram shirts on. I'm like, what the fuck you get, you know? But whatever, it's, you know, you're rooting for your hometown team. Uh, I don't give the Rams a chance in hell of beating Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in this game. I don't see it. I got happening. the Rams all day winning. I got the Rams. I just, I, Rams. You know what? It's a tough game to bet because uh, we've seen the Patriots lose Super Bowls before. Yeah. But I just have a feeling that this is this is his. And like I said, you know, I don't really hate Tom Brady. It's we're witnessing some football history here. Yeah, we've already um, witnessed that. He says, "What is yeah, this? His ninth? Is so, his ninth Super Bowl? Is it ninth Super Bowl? He's like been in more Super Bowls than most NFL teams." Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I think what it is is everybody hates him. I don't even know if that's the right word. It's because um, he's, he's everybody. Just good. Everybody hates on him. So <laughs> yeah, because it's just, like he's the goat, man. Give me a break. You, you exactly. Can't, you can't I, challenge I, uh, that. Nobody's I'm like. Better. The guy's the greatest of all time, but it's like, come on, dude, step aside, let somebody else eat. But at the same time, if you can't beat him, no. you can't beat him. No, that's my if, argument. I'm, we we had that discussion last week on that bullshit that you started talking about. Step aside. Yeah. I don't agree with that at all. Um, I definitely no. I don't think he should step away. No. He's still winning. But what I'm saying is, it's like, you, you know, you're just you're, you're so mad because he's got everything. You know, he's like he's got the the hot wife and the mansion and the millionaires and the and the Super Bowl rings and, the, and that's why you're just like you're watching this and it, you're, it's cool because you're seeing something we've never seen before mm. a, a dynasty in sports that's like the 1920s Yankees and shit <laughs> and you don't see this very often but at the same time it's like if you're not a Patriots fan. You're mad. You're like these motherfuckers, you know? Like right. they just keep winning. Well, that's that's what they're paid to do, and they're doing it. So, so if he wins this Super Bowl, you think he retires? Absolutely. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Have a nice I think day. his arrogant ass, well, I don't think he's that arrogant, but I think he tries. Oh, I'm going to go for one more. No, he's done. He's going to retire. I'm not saying that he he couldn't play and compete and obviously I don't know. Who knows? But I think he retires. And I've been saying this for weeks now because I felt that whichever between him and Breeze, whoever won was going to retire. And, um, you know, obviously I was expecting Breeze to be in the Super Bowl opposite Brady. Um, Well, Tom Brady reminds me of like a dope dealer, just like one more big score and then he'll hang it up. You know what I'm saying? But they never do. Well, that's how I saw it as Breeze, though. The same thing. You know, it's like he's older and it's like. How much you want to bet 20 years from now Tom Brady's still playing? Like, 
He's, he's going to be like 62. Not? Let him keep and playing. Still under center at the Patriots. Who cares? Let him play as long as he can play. Let him play. If he's willing to sit out there and get hit and let those big 300-pound 20-year-olds <laughs> come running at him, leave his ass out there. I don't even care. Good for him. Go Brady. Brady. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's going to be a – I. It's a tough game to bet, man. I'm putting a bunch of money on it. I haven't decided how I am going to, but because uh, I usually bet on all the stupid shit. Yeah. You know how in Vegas you can uh, Coin toss you can bet on like fucking oh yeah that's everything. see that's the best part to me about Super Bowl is like where where else can you bet on coin tosses and penalties and they have it broken down like the first player who scratches his balls in midway through the first quarter while the sun's in his eyes. I'll put 50 on that. You know? Right. Um, yeah, no, so I, don't, I don't get into all that. But um, I think history shows that New England, you know, they kind of get favored. I mean, they're, yeah. they're, they don't, they're, they don't right come. Now, what is it, a point and a half? They don't, I, don't, I don't know the spreads. I don't follow that stuff. But they don't come without controversy. I mean, they're, they're always in the news for doing some shady shit. Um we had I had, think it's because they're more scrutinized. Yeah. I think all teams try to cheat whenever they can. But when you win that much, people are looking for a reason why. Well, they have been, like, but they've been doing stuff though. So I mean, I'm sure other teams have been lo- looked at. You know, you had Spygate, you had Headset Gate and Deflate Gate and and, you know, and uh, Snow, Bounty Gate, Snowplow and, Gate. Bounty Gate was a different team, wasn't it? Well, it's like it's like the steroids in baseball. You start doing good, people want to figure out a way to knock you. You know, like everybody knew Sammy and McGuire were juicing in nineteen ninety eight. Right. But you know what? Nobody cared because it was so fun to watch that home run battle. Uh, <laughs> it's not until later that well, we got to you know blame something for it's it's because you're that good that long. People are going to be like, that's not humanly possible. Hmm. So they must be cheating. Well, so, it's not humanly um, possible, and that's when they get caught for cheating. Dude, I don't, <laughs> like I don't give a Bonds. shit if baseball players fucking take steroids. Who? Ca- I, mean, I dude, don't care you, either, but let it be I, known, though. I pay money to see home. I, You know what? I see home runs and, and 100-mile-hour fastballs. Take whatever you got to freaking take. Yeah. That goes for any sport. You pay a lot of money to get in that fucking arena. I spend a shit. A beer is fucking $15 unless you go to Atlanta. But you depend on all this money. I don't want to see people bunt and lightly put. I want to see some. I go to a football game. I want to see somebody's head get taken off. You know, I want to see a sixty-yard pass. I go to baseball. I want to see five hundred-foot home runs. So if there's any players of any sport watching, keep juicing. Do what you got to do. <laughs> you know, take the roids, uh, horse pills, whatever it is you're doing. Do it. I don't right. care. All right, so let's let's, to... let's let's go back to what we were talking about <laughs> after your fucking tirade. Um, so yeah, the the controversy surrounding teams in general. Like we had a bad call for Breeze. What was it? Um, you saw the no call. Actually, I guess it yep. wasn't a bad call. It was more of a no call. Yeah. For the um, pass interference that potentially cost them the game. So maybe the, you know the what, though, but there referees are in on it. You know. Well, there was a face mask on Goff that wasn't called earlier right. when they were on the three. Right. Um, and much like when Bears fans blamed Cody Parkey for them not advancing it, like if your game is coming down to one play or one call, well, you know, that's you should have handled your business. Yeah, no, fair enough. I agree. You shouldn't let it get to a field goal needing the win. But the Bears are testament to that because they, they fucking, they're at home watching the game with us on TV. Because exactly. Of, because well, of and, that and three and the points. Thing is, it's like 
you know, um, the, the Saints fan, I'm like, you cost us the season, okay? For one, us. You don't play for the fucking team. Um, and and the thing is, it's a, it's a non-call. Hmm. But if it goes the other way, I was arguing with Jeremy about it. He's like, oh, it cost them the game. I'm like, dude, they had plenty of opportunities the, you know, I know, the but it, is, there's there's something scientific about that though, because I mean, if you think about it, 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 you you can't really break a game down like that because then it becomes well, if they had gotten that first down, you know, on the, in the in the second quarter, you know, every every little nuance of the game can be scrutinized to make it lean towards they could have won had they done this. So, and, and so I get what you're saying because I totally agree, and it's the same thing with boxing. It's like don't let it go to the cards. If it's you know you're fighting against a champion, of course he's going to get the win because he's got that favor. Yeah. So, but it's well, it, it is it is a game of momentum, and that did change things. However, dude, you're professionals, you know, and 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 and, and you can't let one call or one. And that just means that you know you you didn't handle your business in the other fifty nine minutes and thirty seconds. No, That's of course the way I felt about the Bears. Fair enough, know? but if it's down to the end, though, like I'm on the final drive. And that's what scoring is for. We're here to score points, and we've made it to the chance to win. That guy needs to kick that field goal in the end of that game and make that win. And if yes, and if he does exactly, but if like like but with, if the, he with the Saints then game, you don't deserve to win. Well, no, of course not. But it's the game was hinging on that play, just like mm-hmm. with the Saints. At the end, yeah. they're driving down and about to score. So the the first down that they didn't get, you know, back in the first quarter, or the touchdown that they didn't get back in the first quarter, first quarter is completely irrelevant. They 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 are now going to lose the game because they're about to score and they didn't score because of this non-call. I think that's what's pissed everybody off, and they had a billboard i think the somebody put up a bunch of billboards in atlanta you know mocking the refs and uh roger goodell because of the bad non-call saying that we were cheated etc etc yeah what what i don't like to my knowledge is the fact that goodell's been pretty quiet about this whole thing um Mm. because the officiating to my recollection this whole season has kind of been really sketchy Mm. um so he hasn't really said anything about it um, which is like, come on, dude, you got to say something. Right. But, right. Uh, you know, it, it's okay. Let's say, let's say that you talk about the non call. Who has to say he's guaranteed a catch? You know what I'm saying? Well, no one's to say he's, he's not, guaranteed a catch, but he still should be afforded the opportunity to try and make that no, catch com- and not I get. I completely agree. Smashed. But, you know, the, that completely eliminated that chance. But, you know, uh, that's they why lost. they have the and, rule. And, and, so. and as I said, if I can keep going back to that Bears uh, Eagles game, when they were down in the red zone three, four freaking times and come away with field goals, if you're not getting points, you know, yeah. then your game's going to come down to a field goal and your shitty kicker's going to miss it. You don't deserve to win in the first place. Yeah, well, that's just having multiple opportunities. That's different, you know. But when it comes down to even it's if it's been close the whole way and there haven't been screw-ups in the end, you know, you still can say that that, that one call shifted everything. So um, oh, I hear you. I you hear know, you. And I rest... understand why Saints fans are, are, are irate. I would be too. But at yeah. the same time, you got to kind of look, you know, at it. Uh you know, it kind of like the Steve Bartman game with the Chicago Cubs in 2003, which I was just watching a thing this morning about it. Um, the city of Chicago was ready to kill Steve Barton, uh, Bartman, a fan, 
for the interference with the ball. Hmm. But he didn't give up like the four hits and make the air and give up eight runs. You know, right, like, right. he wasn't on the field. So, yeah. but you know, somebody, um, what we do in America in sports is if our favorite beloved team does not win, somebody needs to be the uh, the the person we dump on. And uh, Chicago sports, it's been Bartman, it's been a Billy Goat, it's been a Black Cat, it's been a curse. Uh, you know, in, in Boston, they've had their curse. It's like you need something to blame right. to maybe make yourself feel better that your favorite team didn't win. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, you know, the Saints want to kill that ref or the Saints fans want to string him up on Bourbon Street and tar and feather him. And, and, uh, and, and like, for some reason, we're fucking stupid American sports fans. Like, that's going to make, that's not going to make your team win the Super Bowl. It's not going to make you feel any better. Like, you know, like, no. okay, let's oh, well. beat the shit out of Steve Bartman in 2003. Oh, the Cubs still are not going to the World Series. No. So, uh, you know, you could take that ref, you can fire him, you can uh, spit on him, burn his fucking house down, <laughs> but the Saints are not going to play in the Super Bowl next no. Sunday. No. You know, but that's just weird how we do it in America. You know, somebody's got to take the fall. Oh, well, that's what we do. We build it up so we can tear it down. So well, that's it for sports. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Comedian Variety Date on the show. And uh, we're going to continue this uh, lively chat. So thanks for sticking around. Free Pizza Vodka Podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, what the fuck? Hit yeah, that button. Bitches. We'll be right back. These ones or these ones? It's all an episode of Intervention. And I know I'm fine. Illinois, Mr. Robert Bobby McNeely. He is going to join us tonight. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the show. My name is Elaine Zhang, and today I am here with Eli Seal, documentary filmmaker. I need more. Welcome to The Only Way is Linda. Today, I have a really special guest here. Cool. Welcome back, guys. Send us your stuff. If you want us to uh, play your music, uh, play your videos, hit us up at music at v3tv.uk. We'll play your shit, man. So um, we're back. Got with me comedian Variety D, Jonas Garvin in, in L.A. Um, say what's up to the people, Variety. Where are you from? Tell us what's going on. If you can't understand her, we'll put subtitles on the bottom. Go. Yeah, put subtitles if you're bad in it. Okay, all right. Hey, it's go Variety D here. Repping South London and uh, doing my stand-up comedy and stuff, and also acting too, in the world of theatre. She's got a variety of talents. Oh yes, a variety of stuff in the box. Yes, stuff Not in just the a clever name that stuff in the box. <laughs> variety dicks in the box. A variety of dicks. Is that what? Is I that wish what, I had variety dicks. Is that, no. Do you know what? <laughs> is that what the D stands for? <laughs> if three years, I'd had no dick. Not that a. Wow, that's. What's wrong with your shit? I don't know, <laughs> but my mom had the cheats go and buy me some sex toys for Christmas. <laughs> I do thank her for that. Are you, I'm, I'm are very you saying li- you're suffering from lack of dick? Yes. <laughs> How so is that possible? Comedians have to go through. Well, sorry, comedians have to go through this. Us comedians don't have groupies like the male comics, and it's not fair. No, but you, ha- but you have a vagina. You don't need, need groupies. Facts, you, you know, you, dude. You, yes, you, we like, do. Facts. Are <laughs> you chatting, man? Any, we have some male groupies. I don't like, you know, I've had this argument with people before, like with, uh, 
Like how, you know, any chick that wants dick can get as much as she wants. It might not be the really? most attractive guys in the planet. Exactly. But. Yeah, man. No, 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 I'm very picky. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You can, you can get women. Can all women? Well, no. You just got to lower your standards. Yeah. No, no, Fair. no. My standards. I'm gonna keep them nice and high so I can see them. <laughs> hey, you know what? <laughs> in, in my 20s, I had none, so I, I was Listen, able to get laid a lot. I'm 27. Like, I'm gonna be oh, 28 perfect. this, yeah, so this you, year. You could. You're still in your 20s, so you can make a bunch of bad decisions and then just chalk it up to, hey, I'm in my 20s. So, yeah, go ahead. Sleep with that ugly nah, guy. Nah, 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 nah. I need to go and, like, you know, keep the ball rolling, you know, higher and higher. No, no, no. no. no just aim low and hit it. And you be no, no, no. Where they go, yeah, no, you go high. Don't shoot for the stars, no. Yeah, Don't have ambitions. You're going to be horny for a long time. You can just break down and take home something. Yeah, because if it's been three long. years, your way ain't working. I'm li- listen, I've got tricks and everything yeah. in my book, you know. Exactly. I want to utilize them to the best man. Okay. You got, yeah, take some advice from uh, a former male whore. Impressions um, <laughs> on Sunday. Look, just uh, just go out, have a couple of pints, and uh, and I guarantee if you just walk up to a guy in the bar and be like, "Hey, let's go home and fuck," he's gonna go home with you. I guarantee it. Yeah, but I think I have a friend I of mine actually said the same thing. He says, "Oh yeah, you could easily go to man, you know, on road and say, hey, do you want some sex? Because I want some sex. Come, let's go.' You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but no, it's just that I don't simple. Wanna, I've been duped a million times. I don't want to do that. You know what I'm saying? Because one, he might have alphabets in his um in his nuts that I don't know about. You know, Wear I don't want to pass to me. Yeah, you know, but condoms are very long process. <laughs> you know? Really? Yeah, that yeah. whole tearing open the package. You have to open <laughs> it. Uh, like it's like, what do you do with the ketchup packs? Like, <laughs> oh, don't get me started about ketchup packs, man. That's why I love bottles. Oh my like, god! Like, oh yeah, I know they got bottles, <laughs> but like when you squeeze. go to McDonald's and get a uh, Royale with cheese and you get oh, your fries. Oh come on, man! <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> why can't I say Royale with cheese? <laughs> Oh you know they call it uh, okay, yeah that's what you, you can't say more Pulp Fiction joke. Right. every time um, you say Royale yeah I think of my, one of my favorite okay Japanese. well here's the deal uh, since we're on the subject here's, here's my promise to the listeners in the, uh, in the UK uh-huh. uh, I'm going to be there we've discussed that the Bears are playing the Raiders this fall in London yep. and I will be making the trip for the game and we will be doing a comedy show after the comedy show um, I'm going to take uh, Variety out and get her laid Mm. How are you going to do that in the heart of London, my city? That's easy. No man. problem. Yeah, no problem. Coming. I'm, I'm not promise. I'm really smooth with the ladies, so oh. it might be a chick. Oh, what's his name? Saint John, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not guaranteeing you a guy. I mean, it's going to be something. But, <laughs> oh, 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 so something. You know, so, You're going to give me some yeah, what, whatever. Three thousand. No, I, I, I I'll get you laid, but that's all I'm going to say about it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm bringing Brad Pitt. Oh, <laughs> nah, nah. Of course, nice. he is available now. I'm not too fussed, you know. Yes, I will go with a white guy who likes brown sugar. What is brown sugar? Wow, too bad I'm already taken because that's my MO. You see, yeah, I know you just said that he had a Indian girl. He likes no, he likes Indian girls, isn't it? Well, they're brown. They all have brown skin. He likes, you know, uh, Priyas and stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. uh, When I say Indian, I mean casino, not doctor. (laughs) Over there, you can. Native American. Oh, Pocahontas. Native Native American. Yeah, Yeah, like. Basically, like my grandpa took her grandpa's land, or however. She yeah. Was. Oh, this is going down the wrong path. History. <laughs> in the I thought we were fast. gonna talk about faggots. Anyway, <laughs> so we got this new segment. We don't know what we're gonna call it yet. We're gonna call it "Pull the Trigger" or "Trigger Warning" or "Trigger." What did I say? Trigger something. I don't know. Pull the trigger or trigger Pull happy. Trigger. That's what it yeah. was. Trigger happy or political correctness is really what we wanted to talk about. Is why we got another comedian on the show. Um, it's grown to this level of just. 
complete chaos um, yeah. in the United States. Um, you know, comedy on stage. When I was a kid growing up, we listened, you know we had like and then TV. We had Sanford and Sons and Archie Bunkers and mm. you know um, Eddie Murphy doing stand up comedy and they could say whatever they want. But we knew that there was a difference between something intended, you know, to make you laugh versus something versus something that was, you know, malicious, you know, yeah. with its intent. So um, times have changed. Obviously, we fast forward to today, you know, to the social media age. And um, all that shit just goes right out the window. So political correctness, you know, comedians are like the only ones allowed to really tell the truth, mm. you know because they're beneath content you know so you're you're not violating your own belief system when you engage in this social taboo you know telling the truth yeah. and um that's why like the court jester was the only one that was allowed to tell the king the truth you know otherwise <laughs> you get your head taken off True. so it's that sort of it's like how it's wired you know we're wired to accept certain things from certain people like like we we would expect a child not to know something whereas we'd expect an adult to know so we just this is how we are um so anyway i want to talk about this something i saw at the store which which prompted me to bring this up and that's going to be today's pull the trigger is What was it called? Uh, it was just called a box of faggots. And pork I know faggots. pork faggots. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I had to edit that. You know, I had to edit that. So, <laughs> so anyway, so here's a picture of what I saw in the store today. I'll put that up on the screen there. I don't have it in front of me, actually. So I'll have to edit that in and post. But um, <laughs> did you at least in, the U, in the UK, did obviously, there, there's the, such a, a lower level of sensitivity to certain words. And mm -hmm. in America, obviously, the, the the mere thought of someone saying faggot is like, <laughs> you know, career ending. Yeah. So here we can say it in context because here's this box of pork faggots that I bought <laughs> today. So what are your thoughts as comedians on that? Tell me something because, I mean, I don't know what's going on. Why, why are you guys that's, getting stifled? That's a gateway of actually making a joke that you wanted to make many years ago mm. <laughs> in the beginning of your career. Me? No, but anyone, oh. if you oh. want to be a comedian. Oh. <laughs> that's, that's a prop to use every single gig if you're in a, in a room of a gay audience. <laughs> but also, having said that, I've um, performed in front of gay audiences uh, several times, but I've noticed a difference over the years. I've been doing comedy for 10 years since I was 16. And the younger gay people who just came out of the closet five minutes ago mm. are so sensitive. They want to complain. Right. Whilst the older oh, yeah. ones who have been through the marches, been through the, you know, the levers and the chains and the YMCA, all that kind of stuff there, they don't care. They're like, yeah, you know, they're like, I heard it. You know, say, yeah, say it's it, uh, a couple things on that. Um, yeah. my, I, I, my uncle my uh, gay uncle. Everybody's got the token gay uncle or gay yeah. nephew or whatever. I anyway, have a transgender cousin, so. Yeah, so we were down there for Thanksgiving at his pad, mm. and uh, he and his partner, we were watching something on TV about all these little uh, millennial uh, gay people. Yeah. LBGTQZYT, whatever the fuck. I'm dyslexic, man. Give me a headache. <laughs> yeah, and, they, and they're complaining, and they're offended by everything, mm. and they, they act like they have... Um, they have it so bad and my uncle's like older you know he came up i think he's uh almost 60 
Wow. And he's like, he's like, these little fucking kids have no idea. They're a bunch of little bitches. They're whiners. They're mm. like, we were the ones that were getting jumped just for being gay. Exactly. You know, and and uh, so that you know, it's the problem with the the pussification, not just of uh, gay people, but the whole freaking younger generation. Mm. And it's funny because every older generation says this. Uh, oh, you know, my generation had it. You guys are having it. No, it's really gotten to the point where uh, this younger generation, um, early, tw- they're just, they can't wait to be offended and, and, and yeah, you know, just... and, and, and shit like that. And and along those lines, I don't know if you remember the whole Chick-fil-A fast food restaurant controversy from a few years back. Yeah, when, I heard uh, about it on social media. We don't have Chick-fil-A here in the UK. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, maybe I won't be coming to London then. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, I was playing a gay club, in, yeah. uh, and I did my Chick-fil-A material. Mm. I was talking about, you know, basically the, the, the gist of it was, you know, I don't care what their political views are. Their fucking food's delicious. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, and, and, and I had to sit there and argue with a couple of fucking lesbians after the fucking show yeah. that got in my face about this whole fucking controversy. And I'm like, you just really need to shut the fuck up because, for one, the guy that owns Chick-fil-A, all he said was, I believe marriage is between a man and a woman. That's my belief. Mm. I don't believe in gay marriage. However, he did not. They they employ a shit ton of gay people. They pay benefits. They pay the, the same-sex partner benefits, all yeah. that shit. That's just what he's saying. And that's his right. He's as long as he's not infringing, as long as he's not going to like gay weddings and, and burning the church or whatever, mm. he can say what he wants to fucking say. But everybody's so fucking oh god, you're against this and against this. Shut the fuck up. But why do you think that is balls. that? So let's 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 dive deeper into that versus I'll take it off the surface. Why do you think that's be- become the norm for people? Why because do you feel- people don't beat their fucking kids anymore. What to commit? Are you sure about that? You've met my family. Anyway, so... Well, um, you know, we- <laughs> um, No, nah, but I mean, I saw Wanda Sykes perform and she also says that she's against the uh, Chick-fil-A right now, but her belly's not. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad yeah. she said that um, in her gig here in London. And yeah, I think everyone's has become so sensitive. These SJWs, uh, social justice warriors, they get on my nerves as well. Um, everyone wants to whinge rather than have a solution. Or create a solution. There's great more noise yeah. and havoc. Because they like that. They like that kind of, yeah, here I am on my Instagram, Facey Time, or Facebook, or, you know, Twitter, or Twitter, you know? Making you call noise. call it <laughs> um, Well, no, and the thing is, too, they Snap like to rats, be coddled. You know? Because they've been coddled their entire life by their parents. And I've got little brothers who this age. I got my uh, my one brother, he's 25, and he's, he's pretty squared away. But, like, my... My, yeah. I've seen my dad and, and ex-stepmother coddle those boys. So once you get out in the real world, you're so used to being coddled. And mm. if you're offended, you need to be coddled some more because, oh, my God, I'm so offended by this. I need to be coddled. You know, oh that's just the goodness. way it is. And and I think that's what it really is, is they're so coddled and, and protected that once they get a taste of something else, they need, oh, well, if I'm offended, I'll get coddled again. Yeah. You know? That's a good point. I mean, I'll tell you what happened to me um, a few months back um, in Soho. Um, I basically was lost. I was looking for Pizza Express. Haha, <laughs> pizza. And then... Um, What's Pizza Express? Those pizza. Pizza Express restaurants. Oh, pizza. Yeah, yeah pizza. pizza Express. Pizza. I thought you said Pizza Express. I'm no, like, no, no, well, no. The, no the pizza. animal yeah, rights no, no, people no, no, have no. like a to-go counter now? <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but um, yeah, I was looking for the Pizza Express restaurant to meet my friends. And I asked this gay guy who's probably about 50, 60 years old. And um, he says to me, I'll go down the road, take the right, a sharp right, and then you'll find it. And I said, oh, a sharp one. Hey, you bend right over there and right. And he was laughing. Ha, 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 ha. Then all of a sudden, this young man behind me was like, oh, you can't say, you can't make jokes like that. You're not even gay. I can tell. And, I was, and then I was like, what? <laughs> and then literally the old guy was like, he dropped his um, cigarette on the floor, stamp on it. He said, sorry there, love. Hey, you, shut up. You'll be my Twinkie tomorrow. Uh, you know, he, he was literally just threatening him, yeah? And the boy was sweating. He ran away. Hmm. He was like, shut up. You'll be my Twinkie tomorrow. I was like, wow. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's just... And that's, that's the first time I knew what Twinkie meant. Because I was like, what's a Twinkie? I was like, that's sweeties. If you can't... <laughs> I mean, I just... You know what? I don't understand it. And it's and it's costing people jobs and it stage is. time. And it's... I mean, even... even uh, you can't say... Anything. I mean, just you guys watch uh, Bizarre Foods with Andrew Zimmern? No. No. Do you have that show? Okay. Anyways, this guy, Bizarre he's a, food, a food, man versus food host here in America. Hugely popular show. He travels around the world. Yeah. Eating weird shit. Right. It's it's, it's like he's like okay. Is it I'm that in. man versus food? No. He just like he'll be in Malaysia and he's gonna try the chilled monkey brains and he eats them. <laughs> shit like that. Whatever. You know, just shit like that. Well, anyway. He started a restaurant, and a few weeks ago, I was wondering why his show's not on, because he used to watch it all the time, and I looked it up. He said he's opening like something to uh, uh, opening some new Chinese restaurants so that people don't have to eat this horseshit Chinese food that we serve them in the Midwest or something yeah. like that. And all it raises uproar by like, well, you know, you're offending the Chinese culture, all this shit. It's like, well, no, he's absolutely right, because some of the Chinese food is horseshit. And yeah, because some Chinese people don't even eat the Chinese food. It cost they? him you his job. Them. You don't see them go they to the restaurant they, and eating it. They <laughs> bumped him from prime time. Uh, it created a Twitter shitstorm because everybody's so ready to be offended. And it's like, give me a fucking break. It's like I say a lot of times, I would say in America, 99% of people read at a fucking kindergarten level and they're fucking stupid. And if you are offended by that, guess which percentile you're fucking in, you know? Mm. It's just, they're so, they can't, it's just, it's unreal to me that... Like if Richard Pryor, George Carlin, or uh, oh, Bill Fox. Hicks would were alive right mm. now, like would would there be a Twitter outrage when, oh, when it, it, you know when George Carlin? Crazy. No, those, those see if Twitter had existed when those people were coming up, they wouldn't exist. Yeah. Okay, it's that simple. That's, so that'll be stopped. That's how and, how it is right now, and um, you know that's why comedy's changed. And I think w- something comedy's that we, changed for the worse. I think something mm. that we can really look at. And I heard this on a different podcast. I don't remember which one it was, but they were talking about um, the reason why um, not so much comedy has changed, but why comedy or comedians aren't allowed to say some of the stuff that they used to say. And that's because of uh, John Stewart and The Daily Show. So oh, okay. the show was was news but it was extraordinarily comedic you know he it was mm. brilliantly written but one of the greatest shows it, ever he took yeah. it to a way he took brought comedy to you in a way that was different than the, what you were used to seeing comedy brought to you as so now us being the age that we are the you know growing up in the time that we did in the 80s or whenever you grew up mm. We saw comedy a different way than they see it. That's how they see comedy now. It's supposed to be like Jon Stewart. So these are the people that were 13, you know, 12, 13 years old when even younger when Stewart was was out. Yeah. And they grew up with that. 
whereas we saw them as adults we saw john stewart in our you know in our late 20s or 30s or whatever so we had exposure to eddie murphy saying faggot we had exposure to mm. uh red fox or or carol o'connor on all in the family and saying um the n-word on tv that yeah. was normal okay so then when you bring in john stewart we're like oh this is clever and cool and we like it and we can take that on board as well as the old stuff but when you have these young kids that's all they've brought been brought up on they don't know the history of comedy they didn't see mm. george jefferson saying honky to lenny kravitz's um mom and you know and and, and husband on tv on the jeffersons they didn't have that yeah. so now when you're trying to do comedy the way that you used to see comedy or even live your life in a way that we used to live our lives mm. that's not acceptable now because oh. these people grew up with this yeah. really softball stuff that wasn't what we yep. grew up with so now they're yeah. inflicting you know, I, that I, on us I would have to completely agree with you because uh, me personally, I think that like, you know, the works of, of, of like George Carlin, Lenny Bruce, uh, Richard Pryor should be taught in schools because I cannot tell you, um, as you know, I have a Richard Pryor tattoo on my arm. Really? And yeah. You should have and, a Paul uh, Mooney one on the other I side. Can, and uh, I don't know. Can you see it? Well, she's not. Oh, no, she no. can't see I this can't camera because it's. I can't see it's on my oh, okay. anyway, you. Oh, I'm saying you have a Paul Mooney one on the other side. That's one of the things I look up to. Anyway, yeah, uh, and and George Carlin's going on the on the left arm soon, okay. but I can't tell you how many times some fucking kid will come up to me at the grocery store. Yeah, because I wear a lot of sleeveless shirts because I'm classy like that. <laughs> but um, will come up to me and be like, "Who is that tattooed on your arm?" Yeah, and I'm like, "What do you mean?" No, who is that? I'm like, Richard Pryor. And then they go, who's that? Oh, slap And I'm him. like, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, okay, where's your mom? Because first I'm going to punch her. And well, then, that, I mean, uh, that's, that's cool that he asked. Like, you mm. know, if he doesn't know, say, yeah, no, okay, cool, that, and then walk dude, off. But, like, but, but a lot of people don't have reinforcing that. reinforcing your story of kids not being exposed to that. But I mean, dude, know. we all grew up on that they shit. Don't, but listen, listen, listen. This is, this is now, what... I'm just reinforcing your point. This is, No, you are, but this is what we're missing with regards to that, because from what you said... We have to understand that when we grew up, we had one, you had one tape from everybody. Mm. Eddie Murphy had, the, you know, his Eddie Murphy himself tape or Eddie Murphy self-titled tape out. Yeah. You know, so, and one person had no, Bill it. Bill Cosby was himself. Eddie Murphy Raw was the one everybody had. No, no, no. He had uh, audio only tape, bro, but way before Oh, that. yeah, okay, yeah, no, you had it was those, called yeah, Eddie oh, yeah. Murphy, self-titled Eddie Murphy. Oh, okay. And he had a little flower yeah. in his in his hair, and he was looking all yeah, gay. Yeah, no, I got you. Right. So, but everyone had that tape. So when Eddie Murphy dropped that tape, you know, one person had it, and he made you a copy, blah, 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 blah. So there wasn't as much content then, is my point. So mm. now there's 80,000 comedians out right now, for one. Two, yeah. there's eighty thousand different ways. I think that's ways. a low estimate. There's eighty thousand different some ways, well. different ways for you to see all these people and all these musicians and all these you mm. know people that can dance and all these people that can drive cars on two wheels and cats and you know that can fucking pull a goldfish out of a tank. There's I'm glad all that the, you pointed out that they can drive cars on wheels as opposed to. I said two wheels, bitch. Listen. Oh, two wheels. I didn't hear. Fuck, yeah, I, motherfucker. I like, wow. Fucking, what kind of cars you got over there? Need that a fucking Q-tip. So anyway, so but that's my point is we are bombarded with with yeah. content now, mm. whereas before 
you know, you like, hey, did you see that movie? And they're like, oh, yeah. And that was it. There was like three movies out. Now there's 50 movies out and, and so on yep. and so forth. So for somebody not to know a lot about the old stuff, they have way too much now stuff to even look back at yeah. that stuff. And if you remember when Friends, they relaunched Friends, people now lost their minds. They were like, oh, this is completely unacceptable. They're making gay jokes and they're making fat people. Really? They're fat shaming. Right. So, so now friends. the young kids that are seeing what we saw as Friends was, that was American culture. That was everybody's thing. You know, I never watched Friends. I never seen it once. I, Dude, the, I half an the episode. Bar, my friends. family. I used to so, work friends. at as a DJ had a Friends and Seinfeld night. Like yeah. in I, the bar. I, exactly. But that's how Seinfeld big that was and how socially yeah, acceptable huge. that was. And I remember when Friends went off, people were having parties. My neighbor had a party and there was all kinds of girls and, you know, <laughs> and the, or excuse me, women at this party because these people were in their 40s, right? They yeah. were my age. So Was there a bunch of pork faggots? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, we did <laughs> kind of deviate from the topic a little bit with free speech. So um, I don't really know. I've been talking to the microphone. You can hear how louder it gets when I pull it up. It keeps dropping. But uh-huh. um, I don't really know you know why people are, are are taking offense to words when most of these words have not necessarily been racially charged and they haven't been associated with uh you know being killed and they're like yeah well we get you know gay people get beaten up and this then the other everyone mm. gets beaten up black people get beaten up white people get beaten up you know yep. everybody gets beaten up some people make money getting beaten up you know mm. so i don't want to hear that that's that's nonsense but um it's not a reason enough for you to now stifle speech or where you have a group. So now you've got a group and my group's not happy with what you're saying. So my group's going to protest you or whatever. Yeah. And uh, you know, I completely agree. It's just, it's, and it's just getting worse and everybody's getting softer and softer and it's, it's getting harder and harder for people like me. I mean, you've seen my act for people like me to work and a lot. I mean, some of it's the speech issue. Some of it's the, uh, the fact that comedy has definitely, changed and declined over the past i would say seven eight years mm. well, seven used, eight years I, I thought four yeah, five I, for me well I, it's it's i blame the phones because um it's just there's not as much i know millennials younger guys mm. they've never been to comedy clubs they just watch all their comedy yeah the i've noticed phone. that as well there's a lot of youngers down here who haven't uh, been to comedy shows before and when they yeah, do why, go comedy why shows, would you they're, they're not prepared put on your shoes and 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 leave the house on say a tuesday night because we used to have a lot of great comedy shows in la seven nights a week you know like we could go up but like okay say you you know why would i get in the car and leave my couch and and spend money when i can just Pull up some stand-up comedy on my phone now. Yeah, and on YouTube. Yeah. And it's really, when that Vine really, thing come out as well, that destroyed yeah, a lot of comedy. Yeah, it's, it's just gotten um, progressively worse. That pissed me off. I ain't gonna lie. Vine. Do it for the Vine. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, Vine. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's it's amazing that uh, people, I've talked about this before, rather yeah. than watch stand-up, and I'm going to get a little off topic here, but rather than go see stand-up, people would rather just watch a 30-second YouTube video of some guy hitting himself in the balls with a fucking yeah. hammer. Mm-hmm. They and they pass it around to their friends, and then they're entertained, and then they don't need stand-up comedy. Yeah, laughing so. at Well, pain, comedy, comedy, and... comedy. See, that's exactly the point or the problem. Uh, to your point, is that I think we have to appreciate the fact that comedy, what people want as comedy, has changed because mm. the way that we the, give you no, no, hold on. So the way that we give you information has changed. So it, it's not necessarily changed for the worse. It's changed to adapt to modern technology. 
So like you say, people don't need to leave to go do this, this, and this. So you have to remember that certain jobs and careers that used to exist don't exist anymore because we've changed the need for certain things and we found other ways to get that so just like with this comedy mm. young people you know they don't watch tv we already know that they don't watch tv tv is done so the problem is there's so many this house. there's so many creatives <laughs> out there like ourselves that you can I'm make go your watch the sanford sun marathon as soon as we log off <laughs> you can make you can make your own content now it's like everyone has a phone with a camera on it my phone has three cameras cameras on it shout out to uh huawei want to send us a little sponsorship Uh so uh but my point is (laughs) is when we had to go and search out what we wanted to watch or the you know you know whatever type of project or film or comedy comedian you wanted you had to do work now it's like i can make that film you know there's no barrier to entry we don't need tv anymore so it's just things have changed so now the comedian has to adapt the way that they present comedy because yeah, and it's, it feels it's like not you're forced to do that though to adapt rather and the thing is the ones who don't want to adapt they're now running to netflix saying like, i need to do a netflix special i need to do a special and it doesn't become special no more hmm. because you already predict what they're going to say next how do you predict what they're going to say so next? if you've noticed the comedian for a long time over the last say 10 15 years they've been in the comedy game for a long time You'd be like, I know what he's going to talk about. Oh, he's going to talk about this and that. Yeah, I can see that coming. And you can go and verbatim with that comedian, him or her. Mm. Um, that's what I've noticed anyway, um, by the way my brain works. So, well, that's because we're comedians. I can see a lot of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, that looking for wa- the third eye, you could say. I, I watch comedy specials sometimes with my girlfriend. Mm. And, and how do you feel about that? Before the guy hits the punchline, I'm saying it. Yeah. And she's cracking up, and I'm not laughing because mm. I'm like, I already know what's coming. Yeah. Mm. You know, and uh, it, it, so that doesn't you, really. How does that really that relate to what, is not what's unique anymore? What's happening? So that, but that's my point, though. So, and and, and this is actually rings true ex- to what you were saying, Jonas. Exactly what you were saying. Now, think back to when, or I can think back to when I was a kid, and I used to watch, um, say, for example, the Honeymooners or I Love Lucy <laughs> are two prime examples for me. I really enjoyed watching those shows. Sanford and Son. I like still you, watch them. Okay, fair enough, but hear me out. So like you said, Sanford and Son. I still watch Sanford and Son all the time. It's, it's definitely one of my top three favorite shows and I'll always enjoy it and whatever. So, But the point is, is that comedy was different back then, like we said, and that joke, we know where it's going as soon as you see it. And, and, and that's coming from somebody that's not as as into comedy writing as the two of you might be because that you're mm. comics, right? But think of me as a casual viewer, okay? I've written stand-up, I've done improv, you know, fine, I'm an actor, fine. I, it's not the same, but <laughs> I can see where these jokes are going because comedy was very basic back then. So that's what you're seeing now because we've done it. And that's why comedy needs to change and it needs to evolve because it's not going to survive in this current status. Well, the thing is, though, here's the argument. Comedy has gotten edgier and edgier and edgier and edgier. <laughs> and there's a clean dog from the groomers. Um, I have a I have a bowl full of uh, ice and beer. Hmm. And, uh, and now she's drinking. Nice. Um, but, uh, hey, sweetie. Um, Here's the thing. Comedy's always gotten edgier, edgier. Like, okay, you had the honeymooners, and then you got to like Archie Bunker, and then you got to like mm-hmm. this and that, and it's gotten edgier. And, and but now with these fucking kids and everybody being so politically correct, comedy has done a U-turn. It's going backwards. It's not getting edgier. It's not getting more progressive. It's getting backwards. Or you can't say this word. You can't say that word. 
You're saying comedy evolved. Yes, it did. But now we've gotten to the point where it's completely done a 180 and it's going the wrong way. Yeah, but you're talking right? about content versus versus. Okay, okay. That's not what I'm that talking about. Here's the thing. No, I'm I get not, There are some I, hardcore fans for these um, very um, controversial comics. Especially no, right. I, that's I, a, I that's that. exactly what, saying, what we were saying. Technically, you're saying technically. Okay, so now we're supposed to. Uh, what should I do? Should I get my phone? And yeah. uh, tape my special in my fucking bedroom. Why not? <laughs> you can't do that. Why Make not? a little shift. You know what I'm See, saying? But that's, but that's the whole point, works. though. That's the and whole it's consistency as well. But that's the that's, whole, exactly that's that word. That word is, she is just said. It's, no, it's, it's not it's wrong. Not, it's different. You have to get out of that mindset because that's that's where these kids are making money on doing YouTube. They're yeah, making they make hundreds of thousands doing these little things. So you have to right. understand well, that that's how what your career is turned into. Which is a fucking crock of shit. Um, I don't like it. Um, You know, there's no... If you're getting your freaking comedy from your phone, what's... There's an energy and there's a... uh, I mean, I get it. You're watching some clips and and stuff like that. I like what... But Mm -hmm. live comedy is the purest art form there is. And I don't care how funny it is watching it on the phone or a TV screen or whatever, there's something different that happens live. Of course. That yeah, that's people fine. are not wanting to... Okay? Yeah. But I don't think a so, lot of people want to go to a live show often. I don't want to go to a live show often. Some people don't have that desire. Like, here's a perfect example. I love music. I don't mm. want to go to a concert. I'm sorry, but I don't. I don't want to deal with the crowds of people, drunk people. I don't think that's the music. I don't think no. That's been my whole life. That's been my whole life. I don't think it's the like, music sounds as nice live as it does it in a studio and pre-recorded and cleaned up. For me, I don't want to do that unless it's jazz. Then I'll go and see live because it's yeah, not supposed to be. You're, you're someone who go organized. to a Warner Music Group like where I went to the other day or um, PRS Lounge or BBC uh, Radio One Extra Lounge. I don't know about where they're stuff, but some nice places where you're in a booth and you're sitting and you're watching a person nah, sitting dude, stuff. No, but I'm, but the I point, but the point, the point is, is the point is, but is the live performance piece is yeah. dying and it's not because it's because of the way that media is now presented. I don't think it's dying. Well, yeah, that's no, the I whole. You, that's well, you're, what you're we're talking music about. Though. To comedy and live music and live comedy are two different things. No, I'm talking. I'm uh, not comparing the two different no, types of going out. Exactly. I'm talking about the experience of going out and experiencing experiencing a live event. People don't care about going out and seeing a live comedy show. People that do, do. People don't. Theater's been around forever, right? So why is that? Why is exactly? So why is that different? Okay, well, why? Why is yeah? Exactly. Why are people still forking out a million dollars to go see a Broadway show? You know, because that's what they want to do. Because that's theater is a theater experience. Broadway's still Broadway, but I know, but still live theater. I know, but you're never gonna get to see theater. On your phone, it, it's not even the same type of medium. So if you think about a, an actual play mm. where there's all these people performing versus a comic who doesn't really do much, he just stands there and he moves oh, about. He, he moves about the stage and he and he tells jokes. Yeah, I just stand there. No, fuck depends. off. You, you know what I'm. You know what I'm. You know what I'm fucking. You know what I'm talking about. There's no production value at the level of a 
a live theater play where you've got 20 people on stage and there's props coming down and yeah, there's yeah, music yeah. playing. There's a huge production versus you performing your comedy. I can see your comedy on my phone and it's not any different versus the energy of the people that are around me at the mm. comedy show and I'm paying a two drink fucking minimum. Or, you know, or I have to order wings and I have to, you know, make a reservation or whatever. So. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna okay. to that one because there'll that be a time where Wi-Fi will black out and the only thing that will survive is one piece of candle, a pair of lungs and some jokes. Yeah, that's like, fine. But that's not that has nothing to do with this, though. I mean, that is the original. You, you'll separate the social media comics versus the stand up comics. Yeah, you but that's, that's not reality, though. That's that's not about to happen. Wi-Fi is not about to disappear. Hey, Wi-Fi is here. Blackout for a week. Yeah, you OK, see fine. The, so for a week, crying. we're without comedy. And who gives a shit? We'll, we'll, we'll be back to doing normal shit after a week and mm -hmm. no one's going to give a shit. Just like when somebody gets killed in the streets and everybody's up in arms and I support France on my Facebook and then a week later nobody's fucking French anymore nobody yeah. gives a shit okay that's Har the mindset Harambe the gorilla gets shot in the head because he picked up a baby and everybody was a goddamn gorilla for a month and mm. now nobody even knows who the hell Harambe the gorilla is anymore so I get what you're saying but I don't think that I just think that the platform has these things have given us yeah. a theater I was online on Apple looking to buy something and they still sell iPods. And I was like, who <laughs> needs an iPod anymore? Why? And I mean, I know they have to keep on to their line, but who needs And they're making it advanced. You can play the games. It's yeah. got a camera. It's an iPhone that doesn't make phone calls. It's all it is. Who? Why do you need that? So I, I still have a book of CDs underneath the seat. I've got 300 CDs. Oh, I, same, same, facts, same. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not disputing that, but that's our, our, our generation. Mm. We'll always have that because that's what I've got a, a He-Man Masters of the Universe figure behind my stupid artificial intelligence Google thing right here. Because yeah. I always have, I'm always going back to my old school toy stuff because that's do you have the complete Castle Grayskull set up. No, I don't have nothing like that. <laughs> that. I'm not so rad. Michael Jackson. And shit. So um, that's that's just my point. I think that, it, you know, yeah, it's just changed and the, the views and we've evolved are and I'm not saying that it's in evolved in a way that's positive but okay, cool. but as people we've evolved to think differently about things remember when people owned people but we've evolved from that mm. to now just you know hating each other verbally instead of you know wishing that we could own people again and now they're trying to bring that shit back but it feels you know, like but the cyber world is owning are they freedom. bringing it back not, not in the U.S., but don't, don't get too fucking portfolio. excited. Don't get too excited. <laughs> like are, are we anyway, bringing what, that back? What were you saying? I said, it feels like the cyber world is owning our freedom. So all these um, trolls, uh, so to say, so there was Twitter and something going, oh, I hated your show. You are rubbish. Your clothes are stinking. And, you know, that kind of thing. I'm like, well, good for them. What the hell? Like, Good for them. The <laughs> thing of it is, is because of like what we were talking about, or why social media has, has there's this cancel culture where they want to shut yeah, everybody down. Culture, yeah. Is you have these Twitters and these these platforms, these Instagrams that we don't have any experience in. We have no experience as people with dealing with these social media platforms. All They're all still. brand new. We don't know how it mm. works. You you get engaged with these people that are on the other line and they have an argument or a disagreement and you don't yeah. even know who they are. And and it's it's that's not normal. Well, I think I covered that in a post I made this week. I don't know if you saw it um, about how Facebook turns everyone into complete experts. Uh, on oh, social, all right, on, on politics and mm. world affairs and the economy. 
And uh, uh, you, you go to my Facebook page and you're going to read it. It's actually, I enjoyed writing it because it's true. Like half, half the motherfuckers on Facebook can't spell, but they know all about the gross domestic product. You know, it's <laughs> like, 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 how the fuck is this possible? But uh, uh, back to what we were talking about, how, you know, live theater can't be on phones and stuff like that. Just for you. I'm taping my special in August at the Whiskey A Go Go on Sunset. I'm going to do a full-on <laughs> musical number to open the show. I'm talking cool. freaking jazz hands and you everything. Better. Do them properly yeah, as well. I'm, Spirit I'm, fingers. I'm talking like like live dancing. I'm going to get like 30, 40 dancers. I'm talking like fireworks. <laughs> um, we're doing a full-on. I'm going to wear pantaloons. I'm going to wear some like Shakespearean pantaloons. We'll do Macbeth, all that <laughs> shit, and then I'll break into the, the jokes. All right. At the Whiskey A Go-Go. Perfect. We can't <laughs> wait to see that. I want to see that in HD, please. Thank you very much. God. You just want to see me in tights. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we are ending the show. Um, that's uh, that's brilliant. Um, so thanks for tuning in. I don't have anything else. You got any shows coming up for IDD? Go. Yep. Um, on February the 9th, going to be performing at Crouch End, North London. Um, going to be doing some more filming on uh, comedy sketch shows called Sketch and Tings, uh, featuring loads of other comics. Um, big up Nads, the comedian. Um, Brandon Palmer, who's also from America as well. Brandon Palmer? Um, yeah. I don't know that motherfucker. Oh, you don't. You can't. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And, um, and Nathan Booker. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. Where can people find you? Shout out. So, yeah, you can find out. me. So, Google me, Variety D Comedian. And if you can't find me there, Instagram, Variety D. Not D-double-E. I'm not no rapper. Just let a D for dick. Um, and, D-double-D. yeah, Twitter, Facebook. I'm not a Snap rap. I'm sorry, Snapchat, because I can't mm-hmm. stand them. They start filming my stuff and try and steal my jokes. I, I can't stand them. Right joke on. stealers. What do you got, Jonas? Well, a couple things. Uh, like I said, we're in the works, and, and we should have a hard date soon, but it looks like it's going to be this August for the fourth one-hour special uh, that I'll be doing, and it's going to be at the Whiskey, which is going to be cool. Uh, also, and due to recent events, um, with the Bears playing in London this fall, yours truly will be overseas so all the UK people can get a taste of the American comedy. Um, other than that, I am going to go get really fucking drunk right now because tomorrow starts my 30 days of no drinking. I don't know how the fuck I'm going to make it through Super Bowl, but uh, I'll probably just wow. lock myself in a room with a 12-pack of, uh, I don't know, NyQuil. Pick a that. tough time to do that, but good luck to you on that one, brother. Have you know what, though? What, uh We'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated. I'll be updating every day on social media. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. Facebook uh, and Twitter and Instagram. I'll take pictures of me going through DTs. Nice. And, uh, <laughs> Excellent. And, or I'll just check out and see in 30 days. But, uh, Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. So thanks for tuning in, guys. That's it for today. Check us out. You know where to check us out. Spotify, iTunes, all over those places, people. Thanks for Variety D for coming in and seeing us today. John Scarvis in L.A. I'll see you. Damn. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time when we catch you. Peace. See ya. Yeah.